Welcome to Untangling Relationships, a conversation between a counselor and a yoga teacher, a Gen Xer and a millennial, and a mother and daughter. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of relationships with your hosts, Janae and Penny. Hi, and welcome. Today we are going to be talking about creating cultures of appreciation. Yeah. Do you want to give a reason why we're talking about this and kind of who it applies to? I think it applies to everyone around relationships. Typically, I think we think about this in personal relationships, but there's a lot of research about creating cultures of appreciation in business relationships and in places of business and how that boosts productivity and builds morale and helps with retention of employees. So I think it's there. Also, we've talked before about parenting and how appreciation is part of a parenting skill. And I also think if we have friends and relationships, appreciation there is important also. So I would say appreciation everywhere is good for creating a culture of appreciation. Yeah, I would agree. I also love that this will give some more actionable steps instead of just, well, we have our once a year barbecue employee appreciation or, you know, you show appreciation only on like birthdays or holidays for your family. Yes, absolutely. And we're talking about it being a culture of appreciation. And because if we fail to plan, right, it's that fail to plan, then you don't do things, right? So it has to be spelled out. How am I going to do it? How am I going to make it happen? So that we're being mindful, checking in, and making sure that we are creating appreciation in our interactions every day or finding ways to introduce the topic and bring it into spaces that we engage in. Yeah, just having it be more at the top of the mind and also being more intentional with it. Yes. Of, you know, we've asked them, how do you actually want to be appreciated? And what is it that you actually want so that we're not thinking that we're giving someone appreciation when what we're doing actually isn't working for them? Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with definition of appreciation. Yeah. So for the purpose of what we're going to talk about, appreciation is to recognize and take enjoyment from the good qualities of something or someone mostly in this case from someone. So if you think about that, appreciation is recognizing and taking enjoyment from the good qualities of someone. I think that's beautiful to think about that, that I can see your good qualities and I I wanna celebrate those and I wanna enjoy time with you and I also want you to celebrate those in me and take time with me to see those and make that a a good moment, a good thing to Mm -hmm. recognize. Yeah, no matter what the relationship is, we've actively chosen to be, have them be a part of our life. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to remember why we made that choice and why we want them to be a part of our life. True. And if it's a workplace relationship, maybe you didn't get to have that choice. But we can also recognize and take enjoyment from the qualities and the people that we work with. I mean, if we don't love everything, there's pieces Mm -hmm. and we can still celebrate that common humanity uh, of of where we're at in the situation and, and see their good qualities. There's a reason why they're there, mm-hmm. and we can celebrate those reasons. So culture of appreciation is really building the processes and practices which really emulate or create that culture. So we're going to be in a culture that shows appreciation, meaning we celebrate people and we recognize everybody's qualities and that that becomes the way we do every relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, the way we do one thing is the way we do everything theory with that. Yeah. So really changing the mindset Mm -hmm. of 
if you have, I'm trying to think, like I've definitely been around certain people or even certain groups of friends where the culture is very negative. Mm-hmm. And so if you're finding that is starting to happen within your friendships or your family, this is like a reset or a shift away from that. Sure, I think thinking about places, if you're talking about the opposite of a culture of appreciation, if you have a friend group that every time somebody leaves the room, you're like, oh my gosh, did you know? Or did you see, or I heard this about, right? When we're doing that, what is everything that they're doing wrong and we're noticing? Uh, Or we're in a workplace where the only time you go in to talk with the manager or the supervisor or other employees is if there's a problem or an issue. Mm -hmm. We've created the opposite of a culture of appreciation. Instead of looking for uh, reasons to celebrate or somebody leaves the room and you say, oh, I just really like that person and I love their personality or how they light up the room or the, the perspectives that they bring to conversations. And then when we're in a workplace, it's looking for the reasons to have conversations around the things that people did well and really creating a different culture. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to show up. Mm-hmm. And you lose that fear of saying the wrong thing or failing, and it allows you to grow more in that relationship or in that work environment. Sure. Um, we've talked about what happens when we're in fear and shame, mm-hmm. that we really, it shuts down those parts of the brain that create um, connection, creativity, and allow us to really fully use our prefrontal cortex to think. So if we think about creating a fear-based culture, we're actually shutting down productivity versus creating a culture of appreciation where people can feel safe top of the ladder when you're looking at polyvagal theory and allowing people to really shine and and be at their best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bringing this back to our personal relationships or like more one-on-one relationships, my partner and I have started into some home renovations and that is definitely something that can easily trigger like, oh, I messed this up or I did this wrong or I made a wrong choice here because neither of us have done any of the projects that we're diving into now classic DIY where you YouTube things and try and figure it out as you go. And so trying to, like Penny was saying, avoid those shame and criticism because when we do drop into that, it makes the projects that we're doing 10 times harder to get through. Absolutely. You make way more mistakes. It becomes a struggle. No one's having a good time and the project really gets derailed Mm -hmm. or slowed and bogged down. And so I'm just thinking of other situations or like if you're parenting and your partner or co-parent is dropping into more of that criticism instead of having that appreciation, it can make all of the many, many things that you have to do as a parent extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and creates that same that we talked about at work, right? If the only conversations we're having with our children are about what they did wrong. You're not going to have a child that wants to have conversations with you and you're mm-hmm. going to miss a lot of their life and and that's really sad and unfortunate to be such a, a distant part of that. Yeah, and they're going to assume that the only time you're paying attention is when you're messing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so then you're always also looking to see if you messed up and, and staying in that place of anxiety and fear. Mm-hmm. So really just thinking about appreciation as our own personal self. I, I do think... Being able to 
think about this conversation and how you can apply it maybe in your workplace or have those conversations or definitely in your personal relationships, but also creating a personal culture of appreciation, meaning my new code of conduct means that I'm going to build processes and practices within my own life that allow me to celebrate people and look for their positive qualities, meaning I will, I'm, I'm always going to look for the good. I'm going to, even if I'm having a conversation with somebody that's really difficult or I don't agree with their opinion, I can still celebrate the fact that they show up and give a separate perspective or I can look at what they are doing well and what they are doing right and really starting looking for the good qualities instead of the bad, that that really has to become a personal code of conduct that we take with us in every situation. And then if we have the power to influence other situations, definitely encourage that. And in our, our intimate relationships or in our with our significant others, having conversations around how to create a culture together is a really important conversation and within our families. Yeah, I love that you bring that up because a lot of the time it's like, well, I don't have control over how other people are doing things or how they're reacting to things or the way that the company culture is. And so just being able to say, well, I do have control over myself Mm -hmm. and I can start making that change inward and it's still going to have a positive impact on you. Sure. It's going to on you and, and on the people around you and help you stay top of the ladder and and create more of a healthy mental space and really looking at it as a code of conduct so we really have to be willing to say what will be my process for creating this for myself and how am i going to practice this every day in order to honor those processes and those practices Mm -hmm. yeah a big mind shift so we talked about this a little about our third question about why is appreciation so important we can go into it a little bit more in depth just talking about it, it really allows us to celebrate ourselves as we're looking for positive qualities in others and they find those in us and creating a culture of appreciation towards our own self and our own body and our own life is part of being appreciative. It also increases self-confidence. It inspires us as ourselves so we can inspire others around us to be more and it also helps us be more as we become more appreciative people. And When we allow others to be seen and heard, we're creating more connection and that idea of reciprocity. If I'm pointing out your good qualities and I'm showing appreciation towards you, reciprocity will happen and that will come back to us and we we will get that in return. So then we're creating cultures in our spaces as we follow our own personal code of conduct while we're increasing our own self confidence and the confidence in others which I would say helping others feel confident in themselves and us and ourselves is important in every space that we enter mm-hmm. and every relationship that we have. Yeah, and I think that just going forward, knowing I want to be the person that when they come into the room, people feel more at ease or they feel more invited to be themselves or excited to talk to you or just more... I think at ease is the best way of saying it, of just like relaxed and, you know, it's okay. And they're going to, I read something recently that was like, don't assume malice, assume incompetence, (laughs) which I think is helpful in like any relationship, but especially, well, I guess just anyone, but like don't assume that people are doing things to hurt you or they're out to get you but just assume maybe they just didn't understand or maybe they were running late or they had a million things going on but I think that the assumption that 
they did it on purpose just to irritate or upset you can become a little bit of a default. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about, about that before of like yeah. getting to that level of contempt where you just think that they're doing things to piss you off. But I think that stopping that can become a part of that code of conduct of saying, okay, what's the other option? Did they really do this just to be mean to me? A lot of, there, you have a finite amount of energy Sure. <laughs> what I put my energy towards, I know, is not thinking of little ways to piss people off. No. Um, and so they probably aren't either. Yeah. We call that negative sentiment override, right, where we start to think that everything they do is to get us or is somehow negative towards us. And, yeah, I also, I truly, and I, I know I've brought this up in the podcast before, but I really believe people really are just doing the best they can with what they have. Mm-hmm and they're trying to survive any way that they can. And so I think even just honoring that is a form of appreciation of, yeah, maybe that skill was dysfunctional or didn't work well in the situation and maybe that created damage or harm, but was that their intention? Probably not, but at least they're trying and they're still kicking and they're still above ground and they're still fighting and they're still doing the best they can. And I can appreciate the human spirit and the fight to always be trying to improve and make it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So allowing yourself to start creating those mental shifts, looking for more ways to assume that, assume the best of others, and also starting to change your perspective of looking for things that they're doing right mm-hmm. or that you appreciate about them and allowing that to become more of the norm. Yeah, so we'll talk about that in our next section on tips of how do you create this as being your new code of conduct. Conduct, excuse me. So I think the the challenge will be after we go through the tips is to sit down and really decide what your process towards change is going to be and how you're going to make that happen. And and then have these conversations in other spaces where you have control of those spaces to introduce the idea of appreciation. Mm-hmm, definitely. So should we jump into tips then? Tips for being able to create a personal culture of appreciation. The first one is to start being mindful of the good that you can see in others. Really start looking for their positives, what they're doing right, ways that they're doing good things, instead of looking for negatives, things to gossip about or talk about or point out, if you're gonna point it out, point out the good and really start to look for it and make that a priority and a goal. Yeah, I like that. I also like that it, if you're switching to looking for the good in others, it might switch to lessen the criticism and things you hold against yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. With appreciation, there's what's called the law of reciprocity meaning that as we do these things for others, they uh, reciprocate them back to us and they come back into our life. So it's a beautiful thing that as we see the good in others, they will see the good in us. We'll start to become more positive and look for the good in ourselves and it really creates a life-changing opportunity. Yeah. So next tip, create some sort of a mantra about what appreciation means for you. So decide what is Whenever you create a policy at work or in life, if we're going to say this is going to be the thing, we generally have words around it about what it means. So I have my definition about what appreciation means. What's yours? And create that, define it, really decide what a culture of appreciation means for you, for yourself personally, if you're doing this with your partner, what this means for you and your partner, if you're doing it with your family, what this means for your entire family, 
and if you're doing it at work or with coworkers, what it means for you as a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we do our couples work around culture of appreciation, we have them create a um, mission slash yeah, statement. a mission and value statement. So you can come together and kind of create that and it really sets the tone of, okay, this is what we're working towards and this is the tone that we want to have in our house and this is what we would like to have our relationship centered around. Mm-hmm. Sets definition around it so everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. Which can be very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tip number three notice and celebrate intentions and milestones, not just final outcomes and successes. Uh, we're really good at celebrating graduations, the big end of award, the trophy at the end, instead of every game that you won or every play that was really well or the tests that you passed or each report card that came out. There's so many tiny milestones along the way that get pushed aside for the we'll celebrate when the big thing happens Mm -hmm. so i really think being able to take time to celebrate those milestones and and find value and excitement around those yeah i also like that you talked about celebrating intentions Mm -hmm. so you know if your partner or someone in your life had the intention and tried to do something um maybe it didn't go as planned you can still celebrate like you know thanks for having the thought or thanks for trying your best on having the intention of trying to follow through with this even if it doesn't always turn out the way you want it to because life you know life is unpredictable or things get in the way and stuff happens but it doesn't mean that the intention wasn't there absolutely I think that goes true in the business world too. I know as business partners, we have a lot of intentions of ways to grow and things to move forward on. And instead of just celebrating the outcome, if it is successful by our definition of success, it's the intention that we did it and we put it out there and we tried and we worked towards it. Mm-hmm. So celebrating those intentions. Also the intentions of your, your children, if you're a parent, what does it look like to celebrate their intention? Maybe their intention was to clean their entire bedroom and they only got it half done. Yay, let's celebrate the half instead of focusing on the half that isn't done and really honoring those intentions and the milestone of what was accomplished, what Mm -hmm. was seen and done. Yeah, definitely. Number four, be mindful and notice how you and others want to be valued and appreciated. Oftentimes we think we know, but we really may not know. And we may be appreciating people in the way we want to be appreciated and missing the mark on how they want to be appreciated. If that's words of affirmation, or if that's gifts, or if that's time with, or if that's notes, or if that's cards, or in working with couples and talking about how they want to be appreciated, this is a variety of options that come up here. And oftentimes the partner doesn't know Mm -hmm. when one partner is really trying to show this and is missing the mark. So it's really important. I've definitely been in work situations or business situations when the owners do one big thing or this thing and it's really just not motivating or doesn't feel like I'm being appreciated because it's not honoring my way of being appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah and I love when we're working with couples and we get to this question and they're like oh I already know and it's like well you should still ask you don't always know and most of the time they don't. Yeah <laughs> It's a toss-up, right? Yeah, I would say the majority of the time they really don't, or they'll, or the partner will say, well, yeah, but you know when you did this thing, that really actually meant a lot more to me. 
And so it's really important to ask the question. Yeah, how often are you asking people, like, what makes you feel most appreciated and what are the things that I can do to make you feel appreciated in the relationship? I also think it would be interesting to do that in, like, a friendship Mm -hmm. um, setting as well because you just don't talk about it. No, you don't think about how does my friend feel appreciated. And so I, I really think, first off, sometimes I think we don't value and appreciate our friends and and then even having that conversation around how to do that for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, last one. Yeah, number five is set aside time to reflect on the appreciations and setting this up to do this daily or weekly if this is something that you're doing as a family, have a, a every night we're going to talk about how we showed appreciation or or uh, how we did on our appreciation mantra, or we're going to have a weekly family meeting. Or if that's we're talking business, it can be quarterly or weekly or monthly. If you're talking friendship, we get together and we have coffee once a month where we talk about how did we how did we do on our mantra of showing appreciations, and if it's a personal one. When are you going to check in with yourself and identify how did I do at following through on the mantra and looking for the good and celebrating milestones and intentions and and asking others how they want to be appreciated. So really, if we don't plan it, it doesn't happen. So put it on your calendar. Decide when you're going to do that. Is it going to be a daily thing, a weekly thing, a monthly thing? What is it going to be? And then write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. If you don't have a plan, it's not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Put it on the calendar. Yeah. All right. It takes two. How can showing appreciation in your relationships add value to your life? I talked about that a little bit with the reciprocity, that everything that we talked about earlier of self-esteem and increased self-confidence and that bigger sense of adventure and creativity that comes from living a more appreciative life is I mean, that comes to our life too, right? We give that to others, it comes back to us, and that adds huge value in so many ways to be able to have those connections and that, the confidence to be able to step out and do new things. Mm-hmm. I think for me on a personal level, it's helpful to combat mental illness of like feeling like, oh, everyone, everyone's mad at me or what I do is never enough and things like that. I think having this kind of culture in work and in my relationship has helped combat that. And I think that if you do find yourself with those kinds of like inner critical thoughts, this can be something that can be really impactful. Yeah, with the Gottman's research, they talk about negative sentiment override, which is the belief that everything our partner does is to harm us or hurt us. And we start to see all of their intentions, maybe not all of them, all is a big all-encompassing word, right? So their intentions often as negative or in some way harmful, and we really start to see them as the enemy and ourselves as a victim. Showing appreciation directly combats that, that we start to see their intentions as good and start to value their actions and show appreciation for them combats that and makes a difference in that relationship yeah for me it it oftentimes goes the other way where it feels more like I'm looking for signs that that people are mad at me not that I'm looking for signs that they're trying to be mean to me so it's more like boosting self-confidence and boosting like 
I guess letting go of that belief that making a small mistake is going to end up being a really big deal. Yeah. What are two ways that you can show appreciation for your body? Um, I show appreciation for my body by the daily acts that I do to take care of it and also changes in the way I talk about my body, but then also calling things out if people are talking about their bodies in a negative way around me. I just call it and I say, please don't talk about that kind of stuff around me. I don't want to hear about it. And, you know, I think being more assertive of I don't need comments on my body and I don't need you to comment on your body or other people's bodies around me. So that's a big one, a shift of just having clearer boundaries around that for me. Uh, Definitely for me, ways to show appreciation for my body is recognizing the strength that it has and the things that it has performed and really actually saying thank you for the legs that carry me, the brain that provides for my family, the, the creativity that shows up every day. So really showing appreciation for all the parts of my body verbally in saying that. And then also the taking care of, taking time to walk and eat healthy, get the sleep, drink the water, all the things that really not only say thank you body for doing all of this, but let me help you continue to do your job the best you can. Mm -hmm. And I would challenge anybody out there to answer this question for yourself. What are two ways that you show appreciation for your body? And if those are lacking, what are two things you want to change and do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Time to spin the wheel. So we got a six, so it's an even. What are two ways that you can start showing more appreciation in your relationships? So for me, this one, I would like to sit down and do the culture of appreciation worksheet that we have, that we have our couples do. And I want to do that with my partner because I haven't asked him how he wants to be appreciated and we haven't had that conversation. So I think that's a big one. And then setting a plan and following through with it. So yeah, those are mine. Okay, let me spin and see what I got. I got a one, so I got a nod. Uh, What are two health benefits of showing appreciation? I've talked about those a little bit, maybe more the mental health side, but any time that we're improving our mental health, we're lowering cortisol, helps us be calmer, helps us be more engaged, increases connection, less adrenaline pumping in my body, healthier for my heart, my respiratory system, my entire body. Mm -hmm. So I would say all of those health benefits across all the systems. Yeah, definitely. All right, we're on to our rapid fire, closing up this episode. What's one thing about your family you appreciate as you head into the holiday season? For me, I appreciate the kindness and acceptance that comes into my family. Not just my extended family, but the little family that I have created that we've really learned to give space for people. If you can show up, show up in any way that you can show up and have less judgment around how people show up. So if you can be there for 10 minutes and then you need to take a 20 minute break, great. If you need to eat in a certain way, we'll take care of you around that. And everybody can just show up in their own way and have acceptance around that. And I really love that and appreciate that about my family. Nice. I think for me with this question, the first thing that came to mind was just all the fun and the 
goofiness and fun sense of humor that comes out in each different size of the family and even with my partner's side of the family that we go and hang out with for the holidays it's just fun to be around everyone and see everyone's personalities come out and playing games and just laughing and just having a lot of joy and fun and I just feel like you don't do that very often as adults yeah I feel like we do it every time we get together yeah it's a lot of fun yeah it is a lot of fun it's it's good that it is a fun thing Mm-hmm. to get to see adults be children, right, in that way, or act in a, I don't know, that innocent childlike manner of just fun. Mm-hmm. Good thing. Yeah, it's like going back to your childhood with your siblings or your partner's siblings or whatever and just letting loose and being silly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, thanks for joining us for this episode, and we'll catch you in our next one. Bye. Bye.